Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Hey, welcome to The Living Room. This is Paige. I am hosting today, and I am also joined by... Michelle. Janet. Jody. Thank you. We are missing Nicole and Heather. And um, just know, Nicole and Heather, we totally miss you. Um, so I'm really excited today. I feel like I start every podcast that way, but I'm feeling fresh and funky and I'm hoping we can get a good conversation going and, um, can maybe this can resonate with you and have you kind of chime in on social media with us. So we're going to discuss how can we positively respond to gender stereotypes And this week on Facebook, this woman keeps popping up. I know she's kind of a famous public figure. I don't even know her name. Maybe you would know her name, but she keeps popping up. She does. I don't know if you guys have seen her, but she does these like rants on like daily life, you know, and she always has like a glass of wine and she's talking about daily life with children and, and just like things that happen with us women. And it's been all over social media for some reason this week. Even my husband saw it, which is so funny, um, that she was, she was like ranting about how us women always get the question, how do we balance work and kids? Okay. And she was saying how, why are we getting this question all the time? Why is this happening to women? And so she kind of took the whole comedy late night vibe and went out on the street with a microphone and approached men and asked them this question. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I love that. So fun. How do you balance work and, and family life or children or what, you know, and literally every man she asked was like stunned. I have no idea. No one's ever asked me that, you know, did not know how to answer. It's very comical to watch. And so I just have been thinking about that this week. Like really funny. why are we asking, why is everyone asking women and females this question, which obviously we're, it's kind of just traditionally been, we are the nurturers and the, um, the people that raise and take care of the family. But, um, it, it made me think of a, uh, memory that I had about 10 years ago, I did a job interview for a sales position back East and a large portion of my interview was based on this subject. Hmm. Really? How are you going to handle having children and working full time, which is technically not allowed to, they're not allowed to ask. Totally illegal. Okay. Totally illegal. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say a good 10 minutes was focused on this. Uh And I remember sitting there knowing in my head, this is crazy. He's asking me this, but I so badly wanted the job, you know, and I so badly like, you know how you're in an interview, you want to impress that person on the other side and you want to say the right thing. And anyway, all this was going through my mind. So I I was answering, but it was, but I knew it felt wrong, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I, after the interview, I went home and I'm like, I asked my husband, what is your thought on this? And have you ever been asked this? And he had the same exact response as all these men on the street. No one has ever asked me that question in an interview. Okay. So that popped into my head as I was thinking about the podcast this week. And then also about a year ago, um, 
I was with a group of men and I was discussing with them, I was telling them what I do for a living Mm -hmm. and just my career. Mm -hmm. And they were excited. I felt like they were receptive to what I was saying. But then one of the men said, you should have a website. And on the one hand, I was like, okay, they're eager. They want to be a part of this. But on the other hand, I was like, it was so condescending that he assumed I had no idea how to be successful. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, right. And so that's so basic yes. in the sense of, of course, in today's world, you're going to have a, I, yeah. right. I was like, I would be, I what I wanted too. to say yeah. was, duh, yeah. like I built businesses, sold them uh-huh. and been successful. Of course I have a website. You know yeah. what I mean? I wanted to kind right, of overreact right. that way. Yeah. Yeah. But I, in the moment I always try, you guys can tell, I try not to get too emotional because I can really get into it, you know, when I'm passionate about something. And so my question for you is, how can we positively respond to gender stereotypes? And I'm wondering if you guys are sitting here and if our listeners are listening, um, you know, have, has these conversations, have they happened in your life? Um, is this brand new to you? Do you notice it? You know what I mean? So how can we positively respond to situations like this? What are your thoughts? I think the key really is the positively responding because, um, I, it's interesting because I don't see them going away, right? In a perfect world, they would, and we would talk about how do they go away. But the reality is, is that they may not. And there are some things that I have caught myself being stereotypical about Mm -hmm. in reverse. So I, I got into a conversation with somebody once where I was like, Oh, tell me what you do for a living. And he's like, I'm a stay at home dad. And so I, made an assumption that because he was a man that he worked. And, but I, so now I always ask people the question, what do you do with your days? Like, how do you fill your days up? What a great question. Great question. Because then I'm not making any assumptions about whether or not someone works or goes to school or um, stays home with kids or doesn't stay home with kids or whatever it is. And that nobody feels, feels, hopefully feels small by me asking some kind of question that has, uh, that hasn't, undertone of it already an answer. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I have an opportunity to work with a lot of like Uber or Lyft drivers. And I know that there's, I know a lot of them aren't doing that full time, but how do you ask them? Mm -hmm. Um, well, what's your real job (laughs) or what, (laughs) what are you in between of or whatever, because Mm -hmm. you make an assumption. And yet there are some people who make a full living Mm -hmm. with, with Uber and rideshare and not trying to. And so I asked them, Hey, what do you do when you're not driving? What's your favorite thing to do? I say, what's your favorite thing to do when you're not driving? So it doesn't sound like I'm asking, what is your job if you're not doing this? And so some of them will say, Oh, well, I'm a day trader or I'm a, um, I am a nanny or whatever. They'll tell me, or someone like, Oh, I just really like to read. I do this about 40 hours a week. And you know, so it's interesting how to ask just the same question in just a little bit different way. Um, but that was, that's more about not sticking your foot in your mouth. And so, um, sometimes it's just a matter of, of sometimes you have to decide to keep your mouth shut and say, Oh, it's a really great idea. Thanks for telling me to get a website. And other yeah. times you'd be like, Oh, I have one here. It's, you can check it out yeah. at yeah. com or whatever that is, you know? Yeah. So I think, yeah. but I love your take on having good questions on the other end. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're not just progressively like standing up for what we're doing as women, but you're, you're elevating the other right. side too. Yeah. Being proactive in the conversation yeah. rather than just reactive. Yeah. Um, one of my best friends is, uh, very successful in direct sales and they just built a, a nice, beautiful home. And she said, subcontractors and contractors are coming in to her house on a regular basis. And they all say, what does your husband yes. do? Yes. And uh-huh. she says, she says, actually, um, I, 
have a business and I do X, Y, and Z. And I retired my husband five years ago and we both work on the business together. And so she's just figured out how to, how to say it in a way that makes sense to her. She doesn't go, ah, it's my money, you know, but just has figured out. And I think part of it is being prepared because Mm -hmm. it happens on the regular. What do you say when someone says like the question I get all the time is, well, who's taking care of your kids? Yeah. Like, and so I'm like, and and it's true. Someone else is taking care of my kids because I'm not there taking care of my kids, but I've had to figure out how to have conversations in ways that, um, be graceful about it, that I just be prepared in advance. Like what if somebody were to say this to you, what would you say? And so part of that is because in the moment, all the, it comes emotional. And if it's not in the moment, then it can be something that you feel confident with and you can be confident about rather than going, I love that you said that though, because I have genuinely been shocked when people say things to me and I don't know what to say back because it's processing. Mm -hmm. Uh So I really do need to work on being prepared a little bit more, which is thinking out idiotic comments. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because Sometimes some, I found myself to your point mm-hmm. saying something like, oh, well, I just, I just do this part time or yeah. my, my initial response is to lower yeah, what I do and to say, oh, well, I blah, blah, blah. And instead of owning what I do in a way that's powerful. So mm-hmm. I have to be careful about how I respond in a way that doesn't also, um, feed the stereotype more. Yeah. yeah. The that classic thing is I'm just a mom. Yeah. Yes. I always think of that. Whereas we all know moms and whoever's taking care of the kids. It's like That's the highest huge honor yeah. and the hardest. Now yes. on the flip side of that, my husband taught me a really good lesson a few years ago and it's probably been about a decade, but we were at a couple's gathering. So there were like 12 couples and the host went around and basically said, okay, introduce yourself. And he pointed, she pointed at the first couple and pointed to the husband, tell us what you do for a living. So the six first couples, the men said, this is, you know, I am a mm-hmm. um, nurse. I mm-hmm. am a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know, I am a blow. Gets to my husband and he said, so my name's Christian. I snowmobile. I like to hike. I have, I'm a cyclist. And she's like, no, 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 no. What, what do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. And she said, and he, he goes, that's not who I am. And I he was stone he serious. Yeah. And him. I was getting a little bit uncomfortable because I'm like, oh my gosh. Now he was really bothered by this individual yeah. about the approaches that sometimes this individual took. And so he was already prepared, I believe, in his mind to go, this is, she, mm-hmm. maybe she's looking for an image or I don't know what the yeah. motivation is. Or is it yeah. just like, hey, that's how we get to know each other. Mm-hmm. What do you do? But literally everyone changed after he spoke and it became about who you are. And I, I, after we got in the car and I was like, boy, that was a little uncomfortable. And he's like, no, he goes, I am a CPA by my profession. That is not who I am. I don't want to sit and talk to you about, I'm a CPA. This is what I do. You know, if I'm in a conversation with other individuals interested in that, but if we're at a, if we're at a gathering and it's about socializing, I want you to know who I am. And so I have just completely upsided and went good for him. And so sometimes that is something that I have to remind myself of. I, I, I am a mom, but I am also somebody who loves to do this, 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 mm-hmm. and this, or in the right setting. Yeah. I, I've raised four kids mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and be proud of that. Or, and I will downplay, Oh, I've read, whatever it is. Yeah. But I just think owning that you are more mm-hmm. than whatever the title is or whatever the accomplishment is, but who are you? And be okay saying, Hey, that's who I am. And I love the idea that Michelle is saying, Hey, be the asker of the right questions. Yes. yes I love because that. Because I never, ever now say, example. at least I, I try not to, what do you do for a living? 
um, because of what that, you know, but that like line that is, living is not yeah, who I am. That line you is know? so tricky though, because mm-hmm. that living takes up a lot of your time right? and right. can kind of morph into your identity. Yes. So I, I really love that. And, and I'm not saying, you know, if you're like, I know how passionate you are all, mm-hmm. we all are about what it is that we do, mm-hmm. but how we look at the world and how other people define us and how yeah. we define them. If we really got to the heart of trying to get at that, that's mm-hmm. the equalizer to me, because maybe somebody is, you're like, Hey, I'm a fashion consultant and mm-hmm. I love this. Mm-hmm. This is what makes me rock. You know, whereas my husband being a CPA doesn't make him rock. Mm-hmm. What makes him rock is the everything mm-hmm. else, yeah. but yeah. his job allows him to, it's the vehicle to help him get to do the things he loves. Very interesting. So yeah. that was a lesson for me. Yeah. Well, I think all of us in some way or another, um, can hide behind a career or a label, for right? sure. And that keeps us from being vulnerable and uh, letting people know who we really are. Mm-hmm. I love that Christian was so bold about yeah. that mm-hmm. because I think there's how many times have I said, "Oh, I'm a designer, I'm an artist," and and use that as as a code to you know, yeah, to hide behind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're we're more. Yeah. yeah, we're so much more. Well, and I think it's tricky for me because I don't want to downplay how much I love being a mom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so when I'm in a conversation, it's really hard because I want to say, you know what? I am the carpool mom. And I, when I'm home, I'm carpooling. And when I'm out, I'm speaking. And I haven't figured out how to say that the right way because I want, I don't, I also want to be, say, Hey, I do these cool things and it's fun that I do this. And I want to share that, but I also don't want anyone to think that I don't also really love my kids and being with them. Oh yeah. So it's really, it's tricky. You know, I had balance life and kids. (laughs) (laughs) I had one of those shocking questions, um, a few years ago, someone was interviewing me for a newsletter and I, I mean, that's, I'm still stunned by this question. The person asked me, so are you a good mom? And I said, right. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? And she said, do you stay home with your kids? (gasps) Oh, she defined it for you. Yes. Oh, and I was like, well, let's see. I had a business that I ran out of my house. So technically, yes, I did stay home with my kids. Yeah. But on the other hand, I had a whole lot of other stuff going on, but I feel like I was really there for them. In fact, I think if you talk to my kids, uh, I was very present for them in their world. Mm -hmm. But the way I defined what my roles were was very different from, I think a lot of women in, um, in our circles. Yeah. So what I hear is it's saying a lot about what we really know is being said. mm -hmm. Like we know these conversations exist. I mean, and that's the hard part is we know they exist. Like somebody's going, Oh, here's the judgment. And we're saying we're all uncomfortable about it. How do we change it? What else can we do? And Michelle's suggestion was good, but I was completely unprepared for that question. No one had ever asked me that. And how would you teach her your uncomfortable responding? But with, you know, I'm sorry, backpedal because I could hear myself going, well, but with you, you know, still kind of pondering it, have you come up with any kind of a answer? That feels good. I think I would have to say, if anyone asked me again, if I were a good mom, I would say, oh, the jury's still out, right? <laughs> <laughs> my, my kids are still evolving, right? right? Yeah. And, and, uh, what about, something's what about saying, that's not really a good question. Well, I'm get, I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, that person back in their place. Or, or I'd say, what, so 
why would you ask that? I mean, and that's given some thought, but I'm kind of in that place where I'm like, wait a minute, why, why would you ask that? And then you put them on the spot, then it's uncomfortable. But the reality is, is we're asking that question. Why we're asking that question, we're trying to solve problems from like, who knows how long ago. And yeah. the reality is, is we're, st- we're, we're bothered by that. And there's reason to be, because that's devaluing what you're doing. And so I'm trying either to be end. that yeah. 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 I feel like maybe yeah. a good question for that and place of that would be, are you invested in your family? Mm-hmm. Or right. even or saying, how, or, how, yeah. how would your kids say you were invested in your uh-huh. family? Nice. Or something? Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. a good question that still is like, because then it's not, Hey, you're tooting your own horn. I'm just saying in this particular instance yeah, on this yeah, interview, yeah. this yeah. would be a better question. But obviously the other thing to remember is that people have agendas like, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes I have to say, okay, there are some people I'm not willing to even say, why did you even ask that to me? Because I can tell I'm not going to change their agenda yeah, no, you're and right. I'm not going to change right. their point of view. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like it's that constant pull of saying, okay, well, is this the time I need to defend mm-hmm. all womankind? I know. Yeah. Is this the time where I just need to say, you know what? There's nothing I can do about you. Yeah. You are a lost cause. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard. But one of the things that Jana said is that some of the hardest conversations I have had have been with friends and family. Mm-hmm. It hasn't mm-hmm. been the world. It hasn't mm-hmm. been the clients. It hasn't been other people. It was a cousin who stopped me at a family gathering and said, and I said something about looking forward to having kids. And at the time I was working full time, my husband was working full time and I was saying that. And what she didn't know was that we'd been trying for four years. Yeah. And, but that, but her question to me was, Oh, I didn't think you wanted kids. Oh, and, oh that could be so hurtful. But she didn't know what no. she was doing. And I, but I could tell in that since it wasn't an agenda, mm-hmm. it was just a, it was a, her, a blind conception of going, Oh, I assumed that because you've been married for four years and you had mm-hmm. no kids, that you guys had decided that you weren't having kids because some people do decide that, but, but that's just as damaging can be just as yeah. damaging was hard and it's good it's a good thing for me that I'm strong enough to be able to say oh no no I want kids and I'll take them as soon as God give, gives them yeah. to me oh, you know and Man, so she's good well write a book of comebacks yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michelle's comebacks I'm gonna write a book that's called how to, to yeah. how to say it but I think so part of it is like in that instance she wasn't but I've also had friends who have said to me you know, I can't believe you do what you do. I know I have to be home with my kids or else, or else things are going to go wrong. And with the, with the underlying implication that something will happen to my kids because I travel for work or that I'm gone. Uh, and some of them come straight out to say, I think you need to reevaluate your priorities, Mm -hmm. Michelle. Mm -hmm. I think, I feel like it's my responsibility to tell you that you, you, you're off. You're missing, you're missing the mark on this, but it's someone else's expectation that's pushing on you. But, and here's the thing for a long time, I wondered if they were right. You know, like I, we, we have, and with our religion in Latter-day Saints, there's so much that's said about mothers. And Mm -hmm. I think that they're doing a lot better job of this now, Mm -hmm. but some of what I do, I feel divinely directed to do. Mm -hmm. And I also believe that she feels divinely directed to stay home. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like we have to be better. Like I think all the time about my doctor. I love my doctor. My doctor is a woman and my doctor was there when my baby wasn't breathing and my doctor was there. Mm when I was trying to decide if I was going to have another baby because my labor was so terrible. And 
I feel like I couldn't have had the conversation that I had with a man. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's my gender stereotype and maybe somebody else would have done it. But her, I am so grateful for her. Yeah. And, and that she, and that so she did it. She did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she grew up in the same gender stereotypes we did. And so I, anytime I have somebody say that to me, I think of all the times someone said that to her. Don't go back to school. Why are you going to be a doctor? You have seven kids. You should be home. And she, she was a great, strong, powerful, religious, mm -hmm. um, faithful woman, but she, she felt like she was supposed to do that. And I'm so grateful. And what would happen if we only had male teachers, right? right? Yeah. So I have a great friends who are teachers who don't have to teach their husbands make great money, but they feel called to teach. Mm -hmm. So as women, can't we move from judgment into support and oh, saying, yes. yeah. whatever you've chosen to do, I support you yes. and I love you. And, and I how that you're doing what's right for you yes. and your family. Yes. Right? yes. Yes. And how can I help you? Because I am mindful that I can't do any of this without my kids, without somebody helping me, uh, my aunt, my neighbors, whatever that is. So how, if they're helping me, how can I help you yes. with what you're doing? I had an I experience that. just being gone so much last summer. My dad was in the hospital and I spent three months, literally almost every day, but five at the hospital helping with his rehabilitation. And my husband was at home and he was actually not, not needing to work other than take care of the kids and then watch over my dad's business. And he did some consulting. But what was interesting is there were individuals that were worried about how we were going to get fed. And I was like, that's the last thing I'm worried about. Christian can handle anything. Mm -hmm. But what I appreciated was the fact that he was there and he still is. My health wasn't really great the year before mm -hmm. having the experience of 18 months of having him literally be by my side, mm -hmm. working either from home or just that's being right. at home mm -hmm. and helping me literally navigate the kids. And of course I call them kids. They're 13 to 22, but I gained a much more appreciation of how needed his role is at home. And he I appreciated the fact that he was also out working so hard all those years. We didn't see him till midnight or because of his career required that at that time. And I think it's eye opening for him to realize what it takes to do what I have done. Cause I have chosen to be more of a stay at home role person um, in our family and then have some businesses or some gigs that I do, but tradition, you know, I kind of chose that traditional role years ago, mm -hmm. driving away from my corporate job, but I've woven other things into it. And I never felt guilty one way or another when I was doing things that were for me or for my family, mm -hmm. but he really, he really is a huge support and I'm grateful that he's so capable. I would never never not say, Oh, I can't go do this because what would, what would, you know, my family would fall apart. My husband totally is capable. I also felt like I wanted to be needed. Like, Oh no, you know, mm -hmm. he's doing great, mm -hmm. you know? And I went through a few little moments of coming back after being gone for so long. Literally, I didn't take my kids, you know, to the pool. He did. Um, if they had to have school supplies, he was getting them for, for them. And those are things that I did, but yeah. how appreciative I am that I realized we really did figure out what our team work was and I can rely on him, but he can also rely, you know, on me, but yeah. he is more than just what his job is. I'm yeah. more than yeah, what my absolutely. job is, but at the same time, I, I don't know that that's understood outside yeah. completely. But I kind of feel like as long as we get that, mm -hmm. I'm okay. And not to say I'm not going to be offended whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. No, but I love that you pointed out that Christian stepped in yeah. and did what was needed. So mm -hmm. on the flip side for women, I think a lot of women actually need to work to, to survive. Mm -hmm. So all these comments that we're discussing or that you've had in your life can be really damaging 
to someone's psyche when they're literally doing whatever they can do to help a family survive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I feel like we've um, somewhat as a culture fallen into the whole, well, if she's working, you know, she's being selfish or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's right. so many variables to every, I feel like you pointed that out, Michelle, to everyone's situation. So yeah. Well, and I'm sorry. I have so much to say. On I this, love it. We could go on forever. The one thing that I will say that I think that all of these experiences have made me is, um, and we've talked about this a little bit before on mm-hmm. the show in a previous season on being unoffendable mm-hmm. Oh yeah, is just making sure that I don't show up in response or that I don't react in a way that really makes me the victim. Right. I just need to be secure in my own space. Love and, yeah. and even if sometimes I am going to say it wrong because I am excited yeah. or I'm passionate, yeah. but just making sure that I reality check and that even if they show up with their agenda that I don't have to show back with mine all the time. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but then just being able to say whatever they say to me, it doesn't matter. I'm secure with what I do with my life. I'm secure with how my family runs. Does that mean I get it right all the time? Absolutely not. But I'm going to be secure with my choices every single day. And I don't need somebody else to decide what's right for me. That can be so hard. Yes, it is. It's so hard. But I do think that speaks to also there's times where, if you don't want to go out and conquer the world and have, it's okay too. Yeah, and I had to recognize that for me, it was, I needed some downtime. I needed to not have three balls juggling at one time mm-hmm. and going, Oh, I can catch them. I wasn't catching them. And to be okay with the fact that, you know what, I, I got to let some things go. And I, I, for any of you that feel not necessarily driven right now. Don't also feel like that time won't come because mm-hmm. at some point mm-hmm. I believe the divine does call you and mm-hmm. say, guess what? Now's the time. So mm-hmm. if it hasn't been while you're raising little kids or it has been while you're raising little kids. And then all of a sudden, like my friend, Tacey, she had two teen boys. She's now a stay at home mom. And she's like, I'm loving this, but whoa, this is a change for me. Mm-hmm. For I sure. just think again, yes, I like what That's you're saying. Go too. back and feel Mm-hmm. what's right for you mm-hmm. check in with God and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And so this has know. been a real interesting pattern in my life. I feel like I've had hundreds of these comments and you think I'd be really a master at this, but it still catches me off guard, obviously because I've not prepared enough, but I do feel like God, I, I feel like over the last few years, God has made it known to me that it's, it's really, it really does come down to like an education standpoint of maybe they just don't know, or maybe it's not in their realm to understand, or they haven't experienced it. So I can help them along in that way by having a positive response. Mm-hmm. And I'm really trying hard to come from there, that space. I love what you're saying, like being confident with where I am in life as well, rather than emotionally responding or defending what takes up my time in life, you know, and having it kind of get tense, which I'm fine with too. But I love the idea of addressing it, even if it's poorly rather Mm -hmm. than avoiding it altogether, Mm -hmm. because that really doesn't help either angle of this conversation. So my last question, I feel like we kind of covered a lot of this, but how can we progress this conversation? Something that popped into my head uh, this week is the whole um, assertive, assertive man gets labeled as a leader and, a, mm-hmm. and an assertive woman gets labeled as bossy, bossy. or negative. You know, I, this is so commonplace in our day. I wonder if sometimes we even can identify it. And so I just, maybe we can all go around the circle and say one or two tips of how we can actively progress this conversation. In our last show, you actually, Paige, came up with the 
um, you reiterated, be in the zone of your genius. Mm -hmm. Is that how you said it? So the word genius comes to mind, whether you are a stay at home mom and you've got seven kids. And what if your genius is literally, you can create meals, Mm $10, for the whole week. Yeah. Right? That's your genius. And I, I, I will learn from you. That's a skill. And that's, you are making, you are making the contribution and that's what you're passionate about. Fantastic. If you want to write a book or, but I, I think the idea that if I can be more supportive in someone's genius, mm-hmm. whatever that is, and to champion the women mm-hmm. who do juggle and who go through all these things. And I, I'm thrilled with that compliment, validate and thrill in their genius. To me, I I'll be the cheerleader because I know I want that for me. Cool. Even when I don't have balls all in the air at the same time and yeah. one or two drop, yeah. but I love the idea of genius. So that's what, that's a tip. Yeah. Whatever that tip sounds like to you. <laughs> that's what I mean. Cool. Jana. <laughs> I want to say first that I have never felt limited or held back because I was a woman. Mm. I have never felt like there wasn't an opportunity that was available to me. I have never felt suppressed or oppressed in any way. That's always been a role that I have loved and thrived in. And uh, so in some ways, that's how I manage not to be offended by some of these comments is because like Michelle was saying, I feel pretty strong and confident in who I am. Mm-hmm. And so I don't let that get me too off kilter. except for that one funny question. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, I think other than that, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Thank you for contributing that though. That's amazing. Your take is awesome. It's inspiring for me to hear. Men who respect women. Yeah. I've always been surrounded by men who are, um, either married to or surrounded by strong women. And I think those kind of men have a very different approach to mm-hmm. how they treat women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that to your point, I go, I'm going to continue to choose when I'm going to speak up and when I'm not yeah. and trust that a little mm-hmm. bit Yeah, mm-hmm. and trust that if there's opportunities for me to help affect change, I'll do it. And if there's opportunities for me just to keep my mouth shut, I'll do that too. I love that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. And write your book cause we're ready. For yeah. It. <laughs> I love everything you said too, Jana, because I feel like I'm a very confident woman and I was raised by confident women and men who supported me. So for whatever reason, I keep thinking, number one, why does this keep happening? And number two, how can I help it for other women who are suppressed in some way? So I feel like this conversation is so important. Thank you everyone for sharing what you shared and for um, helping us out. We hope that maybe something resonated with you. And thank you for joining us today at the living room and feel free to contribute online and um, add to our social media and tell us how you feel about this subject. Have an awesome day. Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.